Today we have an exclusive interview with Larry Osborne about anxiety. It was actually a casual conversation that Larry and I were having together after we thought the audio and cameras were turned off, but it ended up becoming a powerful dialogue about something that, that most humans wrestle with and, and, and it's exploded in our culture and society because of the world we live in. Something called anxiety. Check it out. going to do a little bit of sound check when we'll just talk. I'm sure. just curious. Maybe I'll bring this up. When you said that about anxiety, here's the interesting thing. I started struggling with anxiety attacks about 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Panic attacks. I spoke on the stage. In fact, that that was probably the my greatest gift and, and what I poured most of my time and energy in my life. For 10 years, I battled intense. No one would know. I, yeah. I made it through it. I, yeah. I, I worked yeah. it. But then last year, it's been about a year, the last three times I spoke, did you take any medication or just I did in the beginning. I did okay. in the beginning. What did you take? I don't even remember because I was 10 years ago, but I hated it. And the reason was, I was exhausted. I was okay. tired. All my wife ever heard. Well, I, I can tell you what the problem was, is they treat anxiety uh, with the same drugs they do for depression. Because anxiety, exactly what they like, gave me. I know yeah, that. anxiety like depression is a weird fixation. Mine came out of the blue. It was only centered when I was on the stage. Me too. But And I took a drug called Paxil. There are better ones. But uh, where I hear the bad stories is people start out with a pretty full dose. And it's got a sexual dysfunction. It's got a sleep thing. It can't have a tired. It has certain side effects. Well, my doctor was wise enough to give me a quarter, did nothing. We got to a half, and Nancy would call them Paxil days. Like, I'm always two places at once, not ADD, but just mind working. Mm -hmm. And I can be like right now, I, you probably feel I'm focused on you. I'm not somewhere yeah. else, so yeah. I can do that. But what happened is I, I was in one place, which was really good because then I wasn't in the place of worrying as it was building up. And so it really didn't impact my thinking. And I'd go back on it tomorrow uh, and it began to go away, and I weaned myself. I asked the doctor, can I wean off? Let's see what happens. And about a year, I was a year from like, I'm done. I'm never going to do this again. And it's not to say Paxil. It's whatever drugs start on a tiny dose, see if it works, and then go up. So I had the, I had the sleep issue. I uh, didn't really come to, and the you sexual dysfunction is not huge. Yeah, it impacted my sleep a little bit. Because I because that's when I went to a counselor, the first thing they said is, Are you sleeping well? I'm like, I haven't slept well in twenty years. Yeah. Like that's where I wrote most of my sermons was yeah. at two in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So that So sleep sleep is important. I did some you know, a Kerry Newhoff podcast I did for him. I talked about how I don't use an alarm and stuff, and yep. it's amazing how yep. many I remember people, I listened to that. Yeah, I how many people don't use one now. I'm big on sleep. Uh, and, I've gotten big uh, on sleep. And so I even, I did a sleep thing and it was like, uh, you had 55 episodes an hour. So I use a CPAP and then boom, now I'm back up at 5 a.m., 5.30 like I used to and be. you just wake up automatically. Well, I get seven hours of great sleep, which I had done and then slowly had crap away. But, yeah. but what happened with the anxiety then, I'd have a hit of it three, four times a year. And then it was once a year, I probably haven't had it. 10 years now, but I, I could feel it coming on, like just this sense of 
uh, I'm anxious and almost a dizziness, like am I going to pass out or something, low blood pressure. But it is worse. Yeah, I was in an emergency room thinking we were having a heart attack. And they doughboy here, they go, well, you're one of the lucky ones, fat boy. <laughs> we just did an angiogram and like it's clean wow. as a whistle. So, yeah, I've been very open. I mean, I'm an open person anyway, but it's like I'm not ashamed of it. It's, yeah. it's a chemical imbalance. It's not my fault. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I, I mean, here's the thing. I've told my wife, I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever speak again. Like, I'm just exhausted after 10 years mm -hmm. of it. And then it, it was, it was the, I, I had coping mechanisms that, and they're not unhealthy ones I made up. They were ones that I learned yeah, from I, counselors. And, and I would draw in. My wife was the only one I knew. Like, you know, you're talking like this. Like, if we're talking like this, don't read it. That's yeah, not that. But, yeah. but I would find if, if I'm starting to go, whoa, I'm afraid the room's going to spin. And again, it was a fear, that little blood pressure drop we've all felt in environments. Uh, she would know like, oh, he's talking like this for a few minutes, like he's having. So and tell me, like, what was your very first one? Like it came out of the blue. You had no, you didn't know what yeah, was going on. Yeah, it was a on, low right? blood sugar event. I'm, I'm talking and it was like, whoa, I almost feel like I have to sit down in front of, you know, yeah. a decent sized crowd. And like, oh, crap. And then I was driving on Oceanside Boulevard and college uh, at a stoplight. The same thing happened. I said, I'm going to pass out. It always felt like low blood pressure. So I put my car in park. And by the time the signal changed, I was fine. But it triggered. Remember, anxiety is like depression, fixation. It triggered a fear that I'm going to pass out on stage. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get rid of it. I spoke other places, never had the problem. When I would speak at North Coast, I was like, sometimes I had the elders laying hands on me before. Mm -hmm. And uh, a great joy in my life became Monday's good, Tuesday's good, Wednesday's starting to get bad, Thursday, I'm in the shower really slow. Saturday <laughs> you were morning. describing my situation. Oh, Saturday morning, I'm, gonna, I'm just going, oh crap. And I just told the Lord, I go, I can't do this more than you get one year. And I, I need to find something else I do because I can't stand standing on the stage. It just scares me to death. And then the drugs stop the fixation. Again, that's why I try to encourage people. You've, you've had them, but don't be afraid of drugs. Be afraid of too much too fast where you don't figure your balance. Yeah. Because what happened is, like I said, half day, half quarter, nothing. The half pill. I just didn't go somewhere else besides where I was. And then I'd realize, like, it's Saturday afternoon. I haven't been worried all week. Mm -hmm. So I still had a little incident, but it just it just took that mental build that was subconscious. Yeah. And those who know me, which you don't, but I hear this all the time. Like, I've never met such a chill giga church pastor <laughs> and like i'm the last person you'd ever have an anxiety attack i mean i'm the one who tells people do your best take a nap yeah like, yeah but serotonin levels were off so how long did it take for you to it was about a year and then i started feeling like man i'm just not having much can i and i went to the doctor and he said well let's try this and we tried a quarter and i'm still okay and then i stopped i had one there the problem with paxil some of them Newer ones are uh, better. The The fear with Paxil, it takes like 11 days for it to start working. Mm -hmm. So I always had this thing like, oh, crap, what if it goes back? And, <laughs> you, you know, I've got the pills it. still here, but it's going to take 11 days till I'm uh, I'm good. But I, Is like it, I said, it worse. Huh? Is it yeah, it was, it, was, it was a dose every day for that year. Half dose, cut it in half. 
And at the peak before, like I said, I woke up one night, typical stupid male, thinking I'll fight through this with an elephant on my chest. Um, and then I had, and I didn't go to the doctor because I didn't have pain on my shoulder. Nancy and I got the book and like, idiot. So I still to this day wonder what that was about, but that's a common thing with it. And then I uh, was with Bob Buford, if you know that name from mm -hmm. Leadership yep, Network, yep. Uh, half, a special small group yep. meeting of people with him and Leadership Network and my buddies with me and we were just like, whoa, I think. And so we went in, I think he's having a heart attack and they do this stuff and it's like, no, you're not. Mm. You know, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's when I said, I, I need yeah. a doctor. Well, Larry, that, that right there was, <laughs> for me at least, um, that was the price of everything here. Because um, I'm the same as, I was people that knew me before, I was super laid back. Even I didn't even understand depression or anything. I was like, she used to be happy, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I didn't say that to people. That's how I felt. And um, yeah. <laughs> But but laid back, didn't struggle, but and never my anxiety had nothing doesn't hit me mm -hmm, anywhere else mm -hmm. in life except for the stage, which is the well, which that, is so frustrating because that was that's, that was exactly mine. Yeah, the stage, and so I was just able to slightly wean myself back, uh, and you know, I miss it. <laughs> I mean, I still preach eighteen times, you know, a year for North Coast, uh, and. Probably the last 10 years I was doing 23 because we always, you know, we started a team back in 85, but. You've had team teaching since 85? We were the first church in the country to do that. Man. So the three things we did first, a lot of people don't know. We were the first team church to have a teaching team. I used to write for Leadership Journal. Okay, uh, hold on. Let me stop you here okay. because I'm going to write this down. I want to hit this. I want to get this on. Okay. Because this has to do with innovation too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my thing. Because, and I think that's one of the things that you're, you've yeah, that's done one, an one of my job. books is yeah. on that. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't that powerful conversation with Larry Osborne? If you don't struggle with anxiety, I can promise you that someone close to you, a family member or a close friend, is struggling immensely with this. I hope that you will take some of the principles that Larry and I talked about and implement them in your life or perhaps help someone else that you know and love walk through this very difficult thing called anxiety. We would love to hear from you. If you have some comments, you can post below or you can email me at info at nograyareas.com. Make sure that you like and follow and especially subscribe to No Gray Areas. And remember to live on purpose for a purpose.